Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. Okay, guys, welcome back. We are doing an episode today on the last part of what we've been discussing. And that post-traumatic is post-traumatic growth. Yeah, post-traumatic growth. I was going to leave it like that because we've been talking about it. Eyes for a minute. We're all so tired. <laughs> <laughs> the light has let a lot. The, the light has left a lot of things right now. <laughs> My verbalization seals too. Um, no, we are going to talk about self-actualization, which sounds more difficult than it is but it's still a process. So I think when we say that a lot of people go into the philosophical mindset and get really um, bogged down with nuances, but Jen, what, what would be an easy way to define that as? So uh, even as you were saying that, I was like, you're right. A lot of people like overthink self-actualization. Self-actualization is the process of becoming who you really are. So it's the process of moving into authenticity. So it's the process of becoming who you really are. And so Mm -hmm. when you go through um, trauma, sometimes we shrink. We let the um, stress, anxiety, fear that comes from trauma shrink us into becoming reactive to the trauma versus who we really are and mm-hmm. we talked we talked about the different the options at the very beginning of you can go back into what you felt like was harmony you can move into letting the stress be in control or you can move into post-traumatic growth which is where we become better and better is such an uh, objective word but we become more fully ourselves and healed and mm-hmm. we move into that so um Self-actualization, the word in turn was brought up first by um, Maslow's hierarchy of need. And so it's put at the top. So it's very similar if you're like, I've heard that before in some psychology 101 class. Yes, you have. I feel like it's also now a really popular topic on social media to talk about self-actualization. And a lot of the times in reference to like people, especially when it comes to like working through therapy, since therapy is like a cool new thing now. Um, which I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's just get the right therapist and stop seeing these fools. But anyways, um, <laughs> but when it comes to, when it that comes is to, Haley's full self-actualized. That was a nice way of putting it. I'm just letting y'all know. I didn't title them. I just called them one name and that was really G rated. Um, I don't have to put the explicit button on this one, but when one, I think self-actualization it's this thing of like people saying I made it I'm now self-actualized and it's actually a process it's not so much like a destination yeah there's no finish line there yeah like that's I mean that's kind of the whole point of it is the idea of like self-actualization is saying like I am being kind of authentic to myself at all points and I'm recognizing I'm evaluating that in the moment I don't just get there and then stay that way. I am constantly changing and constantly learning and constantly having these experiences that are going to influence me. And throughout that, I am going to have um, moments of feeling more clarity and feeling more grounding. And that's essentially like what the whole concept is. But yeah, it's not just this one point you make it. You don't hike up to it and then you're there, right? I love that you point that out because even in trauma work, um, almost always as people resolve one level of trauma, what we see is another level coming up. And 
the process of self-actualization is working through, right? Yeah. So working with, working through, grounding into your body, connecting to yourself, right? Reclaiming your worth, identifying your strengths, and then clarifying your goals for the future. And then when you meet that goal, guess what happens? You get a new goal. And so I love that you're saying that, Heidi, because again, it's not a destination. It is not like this graduation ceremony that you go through of like, okay, you finished therapy, you are now self-actualized, right? And you have no more work to do. Um, in fact, somebody was asking me just yesterday and they were saying, well, do you ever finish therapy? And I was like, you can absolutely be done with your current therapy work and take a break with realizing that at some point you may again need to re-enter therapy and connect to what's going on in your current life and that is not a failure mm -hmm. that is you just going through the process that's you and that's like with a computer program we download okay i'll use microsoft word uh, nowadays you can't just download it apparently but whatever um so annoying so you download a program okay and then you update it with each update okay let's iPhones. Okay. All the time there, you have the iPhone, you have all the logarithm, you have all the info on there. And then it prompts you and says, Hey, do you want to download to 13.2 or 13.3? We fixed this little glitch. We paid attention to this one thing. They don't just redo the entire system every single time. What if you were born a glitch asking for a friend? Okay. Test two, baby. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. But it's one of those things where I like what you're saying there, Jen, because you're mentioning with it and saying like, I'm not having to, you know, we talk about layers of the onion, especially in ART. They talk about like, okay, once you do one outer layer, you might have to do additional ones that come in. It's still the same onion, right? We're not having to like throw it out and then restart on a different onion. It's still the same onion. There are infinite amount of layers that could potentially happen. Oh, in C.S. Lewis's book, The Last Battle, he describes an onion that the deeper you go, the mm -hmm. bigger and greater the layers are. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's deep. Yeah. So it's, I, so, I like the idea. It's all this idea of we're not saying you're, you know, necessarily having to work on all of a sudden these completely different things. It might just be that you're reaching a deeper understanding. And like with that example, like a more complex, more fulfilling understanding at times, like I could just imagine peeling an onion and you have these small little layers and they're annoying. They're trying to get out and then you have these deeper layers and it's just a lot easier to just like, okay, this is a lot easier to kind of grasp and actually work with. So um, I like to, oh, I was, was going to, I was going to give a different comparison. You both were going to say something. Go you, Taylor. Okay. Taylor, you go first. I like to think of self-actualization uh, um, kind of like physical therapy like if you get a serious injury you might have to have surgery you might have to be in a cast you might have to have, you might have to have all these things and then there's physical therapy there will be a point where you no longer require surgeries physical therapy braces mm -hmm. etc but you're going to continue to need to exercise and eat well so there's going to be a point where you stop seeing your doctor for that thing mm -hmm. uh, but you're going to continue to need to take care of your body still yeah. Um, but there is a definite um, milestone, as it were, like where, hey, I stop going to therapy weekly. I stop going to therapy every other week, monthly, and so on. And I come in for a checkup or so on. Um, but you continue to do the work. Um, the training wheels are off, so you don't have a therapist with you every day. But you continue to work on the things that you learned while in therapy. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that, I was just going to read part of um, a 
from the post-traumatic growth guidebook. This is one of the things that says about self-actualization that I really love. And it says that it is about becoming who we really were always meant to be. This involves the integration of the wounds that once may have been a source of shame or confusion, which allow you to develop to a coherent self sense of self. And I love that because even in my own experiences, I've seen that where like I've integrated one part and I can move forward and I can grow. And then sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm feeling stuck. I'm, I'm going through this process. And then I can say, okay, what now needs to be integrated? And I do want to mention that this can happen through a sense of experience, a transcendent experience is what we call it, or a peak experience where some people like go to a retreat or that they experience, you know, they run a marathon or they go through creating a healthy boundary and it can be very transcendent for them. But the goal is not to seek out transcendent experiences. The goal is to move into those deeper meanings of self. And as you do that, you may have experiences that are milestones in the process of self-actualization. And again, milestones not being the end of the journey. I think it's the idea of when I bring someone into my office and I say, hey, what is your goal, right? I'm not asking them like, how do you want it all to be? And then you get to leave here and never have to see me again. I'm usually looking and saying like, what's the goal? And especially if you're coming out of a traumatic experience, most people have a really hard time seeing a future that is completely trauma-free and is completely in a healthy way. So they're just looking for the bare minimum. They're like, you know, I just want to have a night where I can sleep through the night. I don't have a nightmare, or I just want to have a day where I'm not clenching my entire jaw. And they're telling me these goals. And I think self-actualization really plays into that because at that point, when you can start to sit back and recognize after you've done a lot of good work, Hey, I can do that goal. You then also self-actualization is part of that process of looking and saying, okay, what's the next goal? What's the next thing? Um, a lot of the times people can think of the best possible scenario and be like, you know, I want to just live a happy life. There we go. Right. But happiness is going to look differently for each person. And so part of this whole idea, what I really like about what we've talked about so far is that essentially like you're, you're reaching different heights and you don't even know how, how potentially that end height can look like. Um, and that end height's only really going to happen up until like the day you die kind of thing. Like that's really the only thing you have to assess it by. It's not like, you know, once I turn 40, once I turn 50, once I, you know, get this degree, once I, you know, do that, it's kind of like self-actualization is really in line with that whole concept we talk about, about being happy now, finding peace in the moment, rather than saying, I'll be happy when this, this, and this happen. And so self-actualization is part of that process to help you get to that point and to help you feel essentially mindful, right? Mindful about who you are as a person, mindful about how you're doing it and mindful about what you're including into your life. And so I think just being very aware and self-aware of that mindfulness is going to help you get to that. That I mean, the, the words are kind of synony synonymous with one another. So it's important to realize that the exercises that lead to self-actualization have a lot to do with mindfulness and grounding and exploring and confronting even things that we are struggling with. Um, and in fact, they have a couple questions that I've seen sometimes. And one of my favorite questions of self-actualization is what keeps you up at night and begs to be given form. And that's the idea of what's getting in your way. And sometimes we can look at what's getting in our way and we, 
I don't know about you, but I'm human enough that I try and go around it. I go try and go through it. I try and jump over it. And eventually I have to say to myself, um, okay, I have to do my work around this because I've tried everything else and it's in my way. And so self-actualization is even just that part of that willingness to move into the work and say, I'm willing to confront, right? It's not one of the great uh, quotes that I have loved on um, this. It comes from, um, his name is Dan Bell. And he says, the goal is to move from peak to peak. And he talks about mountain climbing and that we don't just climb a mountain once and say, oh, isn't that cool? But once we climb the mountain, we look at what's the next proverbial mountain to climb. And that can be true in our um, self-development and our, our growth processes. Right now, my next mountain to climb is what I'm focusing on now, but it's not the only mountain. Mm. Um, I think one of the best examples in fiction of self-actualization comes in the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. It follows a young woman that's badly abused, uh, grows up on the streets, and then is rescued by a gang. <laughs> and they, uh, anyway, and then she experiences, they're a nice gang. <laughs> it's like Ocean's Eleven. And then she experiences trust and affection for the first time and is finally able to heal from her past trauma. It's a great series. You read it, didn't you? You read the first one, I think, Jen. I think I've read the first two. And, um, you know, I, I think about a lot of the wonderful stories I think about, um, even as you were saying that Harry Potter and the, the self-actualization of moving from being this boy under the stairs into this um, hero um, is a process where he has to confront a lot of fears and um, you know, it, he confronts a lot of trauma. So I was just thinking about that as another source, not that I don't recommend Mistborn. I absolutely do. I just also think that might be something that people might have read a little more of. I heard it's rather well read. Mm -hmm. As, as we say this, one of the things as we're actually in the process of transitioning from post-traumatic growth into our next section, um, which is going to be on boundaries. And so part of self-actualization is the process of forgiveness. And we just want to introduce this lightly. We actually are going to talk more about forgiveness later on. But this idea that forgiveness is not something that we're doing to, I'm thinking of the right word, it's not to redeem or even to justify what happened in our trauma. But it is the idea of I am going to allow that feeling that keeps me stuck in that place to be released and i can do it in a very boundaried healthy way so our next section is going to be on boundaries and so if you're like what does that mean great keep listening we'll be working on what what healthy boundaries mean we have a good section on that coming up but understand that staying in this place where we are hating other people or hating what happened to us keeps us stuck in the hate and confronting that of all the energy you are taking to protect yourself, which is valid and real, um, can be moved into all the ways you're taking that energy to grow and to, again, protect yourself through growth versus protect yourself through fear. 
Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We'd love to hear from you.